everyone, welcome to the 14th episode of Mixtape Book Club Podcast. My name is Ellen. And my name is Mel. In each episode, we take a look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge collection of Destiel fan fiction on AO3. Back in episode 5, we looked at fake relationships um, in Destiel fic. But today we're going to take a look at a slight variation on that theme and this one is about there only being one bed. The fics that we're going to discuss today are Human Error by Jamariel, Lammas Night by Harry T and Dean Doesn't Listen to Eurythmics by Annie D. Um, And as always links to all the fics we're going to be talking about today will be available in this episode's post on mixtapebookclub.com and also included in our collection on AO3, which is going to be linked in that post as well. So bed sharing in fix, um, it seems to be a favourite trope of a lot of people. We had a lot of people this week who said that they were excited about this episode. Um, and it's not generally the focus of any fix. It's sort of spread out in over a lot of different types of fix, so it's just a small part of um, of each one kind of thing. So, um, like the fanlaw.org site, which is part of AO3, um, says that bed sharing can be implemented platonically or shippily, which I quite like as a turn of phrase. <laughs> like anyone wants to read platonic, there was only one bed. <laughs> what's the, what's the point of that? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crossing kind of crossing the line from funfic into just like this is awkward camping. Like what what are, <laughs> what are we trying to achieve with platonic bed sharing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure it, it can be a lovely thing as well to be sharing a bed with someone without any funny business going on. But in true, the case of true. Dean and Cass, um, it's usually in fix is what provides a push towards them admitting their feelings for each other or at least like realizing that the other one may have returned some of their feelings yeah and it doesn't always have to be like specifically like a physical sex thing like i've read plenty of bed sharing things where you know nothing ever happens when they're bed sharing but that emotional reasoning like you just said is that's what pushes them over the edge and gets them there that's right it's a catalyst i guess it's not explicitly stated anywhere in canon but it's fairly generally accepted that both of them are quite touch starved like neither of them ever i mean dean dean will hook up now and then although he had he didn't in later um seasons much at all Mm -hmm. um and like cass barely gets a few hugs here and there from various characters but they barely ever get any kind of touch um, from anyone so being able to share a bed together is like you know kind of a big thing for them even you know without the the relationship side of it yeah something that they both kind of need in their own way i think yeah and it gives you it gives you the option to have that kind of adorable closeness between them with or without it being sexual at all um but also the the other route of just having it being incredibly awkward <laughs> which yeah. is also quite quite fun to read sometimes i think i've read quite a few um there was only one bed sort of stories where um it's that Cass has just become human and so this is really his first experience of sharing a bed with somebody um yep and he's not I'd say not enjoying it necessarily, but it's awkward for everybody. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so we did ask um, the PB chat why this was their favourite trope, basically. And um, it mostly came down to the cuddling. <laughs> so to, to make them vulnerable enough to um, end up cuddling each other or spooning or drooling on each other or, you know, the, the fact that it removes boundaries that might happen when they're awake or when they're, you know, lucid, I suppose, um, that they wouldn't otherwise have. We're all a bunch of saps. We love a cuddle. That's right. So, and there is that wonderful moment which a lot of these uh, fics represent where one person wakes up and the other person is kind of all over them or is rolled to the middle of the bed or is in, in some way in their space in, in a way that's sort of uninvited. I mean, I guess it's always a certain amount invited because you've let them share the bed with you. <laughs> but um, they get a little bit more than they bargained for, I suppose. And there's that wonderful moment where they wake up and they don't know whether to enjoy it or panic or wake the other person up or let them sleep or yes. <laughs> all these all these decisions to be made. Yes. So a, a combination of sexual tension and just like really soft intimacy. Um, that's like kind of the perfect combination, really. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why it works so well in fanfic. We get it, like, the best parts of everything. <laughs> yeah. So the first fic we're going to talk about is um, called Human Error, and it's by Jamariel. Um, it was published in 2019, and it is 33,000 words, and it's explicit. And it's got a fairly short um, summary, which goes like this. Cass is human now, and things aren't going to plan. Not that Dean had a plan. Nope, no plans of any kind. Anyway, what's a Winchester to do when everything he tries seems to blow up in his face? Go hunting, obviously. So as usual, um, Jamario is so good at capturing the characters and their voices. I thought he's so good at that. Um, so this newly human Cass is just really good. Oh, he's so delightfully grumpy in this fic. <laughs> yeah, he's just really fed up with everything to do with being human, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, that's reasonable. He's not having a good ride of it so far, and some things are definitely his fault for overreacting, and some things eh, some things are pretty valid, probably. <laughs> yeah. So. And also, Dean just doesn't know how to cope with him being like that. Yeah, I mean... He's trying to show him the good things about being human but he just Cass isn't really into it I guess. yeah I mean Dean does the thing that he does in a lot of fix and in in canon plenty too where he tries to do something without communicating what it is that he's trying to do yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's very very kind of classic Dean and uh, classic grumpy human Cass here which are two kind of characterizations that I really enjoy so yes I think um in this trope in general there's quite there's a lot of fix that have bad communication in general i mean in general there's terrible communication in all dinkas fix just because that's how they are <laughs> but yeah <laughs> in in this case um normally like they'll be sharing a bed and then they'll get flustered or whatever and then they just won't talk about it for ages <laughs> and then you sort of end yeah. up screaming at them like what are you doing number one most in character canon trait I think for those two yes for communication but I, I like the the way that it interacts with this particular trope because 
I guess the bed sharing kind of intensifies things and accelerates it so that the miscommunication is kind of a, a real big tipping point for it. Yeah. Because even if they're not communicating with their words, <laughs> sometimes their bodies do it for them. <laughs> yes, that's right. So yeah, this one, they're, they're hunting on their own and accidentally get a motel room with only one bed in it. <laughs> Um, which I think is a big thing like uh, I don't know if you were um, if you're actually trying to get a motel room where uh, and you accidentally got on with a double bed I think most people in real life might go and see if they could get a twin bedroom <laughs> but obviously for the like you know purposes of fig no yeah. they don't want to do that <laughs> so you end up with one yeah. bed um, but yeah. and I think it's generally believable a lot of the time that Dean doesn't want to do that because at least subconsciously <laughs> he would rather share with cats in the first place. Yeah, maybe. So in in some in some things, it's it's a very conscious decision that okay, he can he can have this even if he can't have anything else. He can have this, and this is a good excuse. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, there's also. Is this the one? Oh god! Now they're all blurring into one. Is this the one where they get drunk and then actually have sex, like just like by accident kind yes. of thing, because they're drunk? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> Very much fully consensual because there was definitely oh, yeah. and kind of an almost kiss even before that when they were both sober, but then uh, the drinking happens. Yeah. So then they like just alcohol removes their final inhibitions, <laughs> so they actually have sex yeah. and then. Later, they're like, oh, my God, what have we done? But, you know. Yeah, but Dean manages to put his foot in it by uh, talking too much. <laughs> yeah, that's Such right, a Dean yeah. thing to do. Like, he doesn't talk for years and then suddenly blurts out exactly the wrong thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, and it's just so good when they finally work it all out. And um, obviously, like, Jamal is, like, the master at, um, at smart, basically. So this has got some really, really <laughs> Hot stuff in it. Um, yep, so by the time nice. when they actually get together in the end, it's um it's really really good. So definitely recommended this one. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that I love about this one is Sam, because he poor traumatized Sam. <laughs> he knows what's going on like right from the start, but he um you know by the end he's just like oh my god finally you guys. <laughs> And so love, uh, yeah. and yeah, he's like the chief shipper. <laughs> this poor man has had to put up with so much over the years. <laughs> yes, so and we definitely need to have that episode about set needing brain bleach. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that has to be an episode because it, it's such a trope. Yeah. But one of my um, other favorite things about this fic is that it actually uses my absolute favorite case fic trope which is a wendigo hunt oh yeah they were always one of my favorite kind of monsters from the canon lore but i like that jamario twisted it a little bit and did something slightly different with it in this one um it's probably not a like a a spoiler to the fic in any way necessarily to say that they end up with more than one monster to hunt down um and I, i i just like that kind of taking the very normal canon case fic that we're used to having as like a background for things and just adding a little extra twist to it just to give them a little little something extra to work with but yeah yeah, I love Wendigos yeah I guess um if if people like I think a lot of people um, might be turned off by 
case fix in general sometimes they um, have a lot of action in them and don't have a lot of relationship stuff but this one the case itself is actually quite in the background like they are on a case but they don't talk all that much about what's happening in the case itself um, it's very yeah, focused on the relationship focused more on them that's right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so don't let that turn you off um yeah we're definitely in bed with them more than we're out hunting with them <laughs> yes <So. laughs> that's right that's what we're here for <laughs> yes yeah, let's yeah. not pretend otherwise <laughs> um oh there is actually also something that i should mention for people who are um kind of hurt comfort fans there's some there's some pretty quality hurt comfort in this um yeah. you know, the comfort is definitely somewhat begrudging for Cass to start with because he doesn't doesn't really like this this human thing of, of pain and injury and isn't really on board with letting Dean help out as much as Dean wants to yeah um but yeah I know a lot of people are very into a little bit of hurt comfort in the fix so yep yeah this definitely has that so the second fic that we're going to quickly talk about um because it is a very short fic it's under 2,000 words but it's also very much a fandom classic I felt like we couldn't not mention this one when we're talking about this trope um, and it is Dean Doesn't Listen to Eurythmics by Annie D um, Scaramouche um, it was published in 2010 so it's kind of a one of those early days SDL fics yeah. um, couple, a couple of years in so there, there are definitely earlier ones but um, this one is, is kind of still a classic that I recommend now, so yeah. Um, so it is short, 1,941 words, um, uh, it is explicit, and the summary is just Dean and Castiel share a bit. It starts out platonic and then becomes something else. Which is literally so. what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not very long, but they're sharing a bed in the motel room and... And Cass basically, uh, they wake up in the middle of the night and Cass is like humping Dean. Basically. That sounds so um, awful when I say it like that, but that's all. I, that's I don't think that sounds happening. awful. <laughs> no, it sounds great, but um, obviously Annie D like says it in a much nicer way. <laughs> um, yeah, beautiful writing here. Yes. Not just woke up humping. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's quite hot and like the fact that Dean is like at first he's like oh my god what's going on then he's like actually I'm kind of into this (laughs) and it turns out he's more than kind of into it but yeah yeah and um and Sam is still in the room so he (laughs) needs brain bleach again (laughs) just digging his head under the pillow (laughs) poor Sam this fic actually opens up with another one of my kind of favorite like very minor I wouldn't even call it a trope it's just a thing that happens in fic a lot which is um um sam and dean playing rock paper scissors to decide things <laughs> yes and there's always that question of whether dean kind of always lets sam win unless it's super important <laughs> yeah he rock paper scissors is, scissors is oh that's a horrible word to say <laughs> rock paper scissors is his way into bed with Cass accidentally <laughs> yeah there's not much more to say about this one it's um no, I mean, there's really nothing else that we can say without giving you a blow-by-blow blow of exactly what goes down. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's it's short, it's hot, it's 
you know, canon and simple and has all these wonderful tropes. Um, it's a great fic. There's a reason why it has, I think, nearly, is it nearly 20,000 kudos by now? Yep. Lots of it. So yeah, definitely a classic, one that everybody should check out. So moving right along, um, the next one is called Lammas Night. And it's now you earlier you said this as fairy tea, but I was reading it as ferret. Yeah, I think <laughs> so that's probably what it is. I'm but not sure. <laughs> I apologize if we're getting it wrong. <laughs> but so you know, reading AO3 names out loud, they always say we've got like this, this <laughs> bane of our lives relationship with it, reading people's names out loud. Um, but yeah. anyway, it's it's ferret Fair with a ph yeah, and a y. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one was published for uh, DCBB, um, Dean Cass Big Bang 2017. Um, so it has art artwork in it um, by Grandel. Um, it's 50,000 words long and it is explicit as well. Um, the summary is a little longer. It goes like this. Dean and Sam Winchester have spent their whole lives on the road. All they ever wanted was to pass the wizard trials and find a place to settle down like normal people for once. But the trials leave Sam less less than well and Dean jumps at the first offer they get. What better way to start their new lives and give Sam a chance to recover than as the official wizard for a small, simple town? There was no way that Dean could have anticipated that the sleepy little town wasn't as idyllic as he'd been led to believe, that the job entailed more than Chief Crowley could, would ever admit, that their lives were in mortal danger, and, oh, that's right, the ghost of the last wizard who'd undertaken the post was now courting him. So much for the simple life. Dean must now decide by Lammas night if he will banish or resurrect the ghost of Castiel, but no matter which way Dean decides... They still need to find out what happened to Castiel and why. And will they be next? Whew. That's a great summary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Cass is a ghost at the start. Yes. Um, you can probably guess that he does resurrect Cass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a spoiler because there's no kind of unhappy ending or or, you know, main character death or anything tagged on this. So yeah. <laughs> it's probably pretty clear that Dean makes the right decision. Yeah, and after that, there's some really... Obviously, this is a, a fantasy AU where they're wizards <laughs> and they're living in a in a town. But um, after they, they sort of do this resurrection spell and they're both kind of unwell kind of thing, they've got no energy left or whatever they spend they share a bed for ages i think in the story but because they both need rest for a while but um there's no external relationship angst in this they're they're together like they're bonded right from the start right it's just really nice kind of sweet relationship in this one yeah it was it was very satisfying on the relationship front because and i don't know i don't know how the writer did this but they did a really good job of it but it generally felt like there was already some kind of bond between them even before Dean managed to resurrect him so is it a spoiler is it in the tags let me see <laughs> oh there yeah it's right there in the tags so there's there's definitely a connection at least on a sexual level there before them <laughs> before uh, Dean oh, resurrects yeah. him there is some that's some, right <laughs> a ghostly encounter in this yes um yes. Which 
is nice because I think the way that the author managed to do it, a lot of things like that when they're written, there's always kind of a question, like it feels like slightly like dubious consent, like is it kind of is it really wanted by both of them? But somehow they managed to avoid this yeah. in, in this particular fic for me. Um, it all felt felt very kind of sweet actually. <laughs> I liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was sweet. And um, and they also like with this profound bond kind of part of it they actually both end up with a handprint in this so <laughs> lovers of the yes, handprint I love it. you know they both get one in this one i love it when they both have a handprint or when it's flipped and cass has one or something like that yeah so sam is in this one as well as gabriel um there's no sabriel they're not they're not together in this but um so we actually end up with um not explicit, but kind of some implied um, Sam Eileen in this. Yeah, that's right. She's involved in it as well, isn't she? Yeah, um, yeah b- because they're, the four of them are there for most of the fic, um, there's a lot of sort of bickering go- goes on in this one between the pairs of brothers and whatever. <laughs> I quite liked that. <laughs> I was quite in character, I thought. Yeah, I always kind of like the dynamic of um, Cass and Gabriel being written as brothers and mostly liking each other and having that familial bond but just being such different people yeah <laughs> that it's it's difficult for them to get kind of get along very easily yep they do and they have i think the um, world building in this one in particular was really great like there's you know the spells that they do are all in latin and they're quite beautiful um kind of poetry as well if you um read the author notes to find out what they were um Mm -hmm. yeah and the world that they create has a lot of canon things in it as well like you know angel blades and um lots of different characters pop in and out so yeah i thought it was really well done the way that the canon was woven into yeah like this fic is just under fifty-one thousand words like 5800 and but they managed to fit a lot of plot in here I feel like without it ever kind of feeling overwhelming yeah like I still felt like the fic was mostly focused on the relationship between the two of them but that kind of plot was definitely there like pulling its weight the whole way through yes so even with all the plot there's still a lot of bed sharing in this like it continues throughout the fic in uh sometimes it's very kind of sweet and innocent and gives us those those kind of cuddly vibes that we want and uh Sometimes it's not so innocent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's fine. So we get we get sharing a bed. We also get tub sharing in this one. So yeah. Like additional additional sharing trope. They two grown men in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, and there's an so interesting even, diagram I, I did, in the author yeah, notes. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I love that they included that. Yeah, it's trying to work out how, how they've been they writing <laughs> in one bath. I've definitely drawn like little stick men and stuff before for people that have been like um, beta reading like fix and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like right, this this is what I'm trying to describe. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes you just need to work out where the limbs are going to go <laughs> because mm-hmm. and drawing, you know, really helps. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love that the author decided to include it in the author's notes so we could all appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a few more that um, fix that we can recommend in this trope um, that people have recommended to us or that we've read before and enjoyed. Um, one of them is called Ready to Fall and it's by Lemon Sorbet. 
I think this might have been in um, our fake relationship list, um, you know, in that other episode because it basically they're, they're at university or whatever, um, at college, and Castile's plans for the summer fall through, so he goes home with Dean to Kansas um, for the summer, basically, and when they get there, um, like, it becomes apparent that Dean's family believes that they're a couple when they're actually not they're just best friends so even though Dean is in love with Cass at this point so this is entirely from Dean's point of view and um lots of miscommunication and the funny thing about this particular fic is that um he does go through the whole three months of the summer break which I still find amazing because in Australia we only have six weeks summer break so having a whole three months off it just blows my mind but anyway (laughs) That's that's the side. Um, they're basically cuddling. They're they're sleeping in the same bed, cuddling. They you know eventually end up kissing, like just as a, like would you like to practice kissing kind of thing. Um, and Dean still doesn't believe that any of it's real. That they're just having. He's just helping Cass out. It's lovely. Definitely in denial. Yeah, it's like a, it's good yeah. for that kind of um, deep. Like if if the I guess if the miscommunication and denial aspect annoys you then maybe don't go for this one but otherwise it's really lovely kind of um tension all the way through this one so i quite enjoyed it excellent so if you enjoyed the first fic that we talked about that was um a hunt gone slightly wrong with um a lot of of bed sharing worked in then another fic that i could recommend um is one cold night by xylo demon um the the summary for this one is is very straightforward it's just dean are you all right and yeah i'm just dean shivers again his teeth clack together jesus christ it's cold so this is uh one of those lovely getting snowed in sharing a bed kind of case fix um it's very cold they're on a hunt they get caught, caught in the snow um, and feelings emerge. <laughs> yes, as they do. Um, as they do, yeah. Um, this one is, I think it's it's about 15,000 words if I remember off the top of my head. Oh, 16, 16, 627. Um, it's a, a lovely fic, really kind of goes into those, those nice tropes that we all love, so I can definitely recommend that one. Um, and a second recommendation, if you want something shorter for this trope that's an AU um, would be Stay With Me by Nickel Keep. Um, this is um, about 7,000 words um, and it has some some kind of archaeology, anthropology stuff going on. It's quite fascinating. Um, Nickel actually managed to work in the Lovers of Medina in this one, which is pretty cool. Oh. Um, so it was kind of a starts off as a one night sharing a bed um, kind of deal and then obviously eventually turns into something more. It's, it could be a little, little bit angsty for a moment there but only brief in a, in a fig this length. Yep. So yeah so if you want something that's for this trope and short but is an alternate universe then uh, Nickel has you covered on that one. I actually think Nickel has quite a lot of different um, bed sharing fix or fix with elements of bed sharing in so definitely check out um, their profile if you want to find a bunch more of those. Another one that I would recommend that I actually read this afternoon and thought it was amazing um, is called Heart Shaped Bed 
um, by Insom Insomnia. Um, this one was written last year, uh, like in the middle of the quarantine kind of business, um, as part of one of the PB Exchange, um, you know, events that they have. So it's not very long, but it's um, it's basically that. Uh, I'm not sure now. I'm thinking, are they? I don't think they're college students, but they are. They live sort of in the same location on one side of the country, and they and and Cass is really into stargazing, and they end up driving across the country to California, like right in the middle of when things are kicking off with COVID, and they get they they're going to stay at um, Cass's brother Gabriel's apartment in in California, and they get stuck there um, in quarantine because they're not allowed to go anywhere. Obviously, once they start quarantine, and Gabriel's apartment has this heart-shaped bed that has, you know, <laughs> these so Gabriel. button like <laughs> this velour cover and like it's just it's so funny. It's just he's got like a drawer full of sex toys and like it's just everything about it is just screams Gabriel. Um, so they end up, you know, gingerly kind of changing the sheets and <laughs> hiding stuff. But um, and then they have like a really lovely fluffy kind of bed sharing experience where they eventually um you know admit that they're in love with each other and stuff it's just really is a, a amazing fic to read a feel-good kind of a fic to read so and it is oh that one sounds nice i'll have to yeah it's worth it and there's also if you're into um pod fix there's a pod fic available um of this one it's read by nerdy nerdenstein so i didn't listen to the pod fic i just read the text but um but yeah if you like your smut read to you, then you can do that with this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned that that was uh, kind of a quarantine story, so I think there is one final thing that we much me must mention. Yep. Um, it's quite a recent one, um, and it's by Castiel's Lost Wings, and it's called Let's Stay Together. Oh, yes. Um, it's about 12,500 words, and it features our boys as touch-starved COVID nurses. Um, there's this, you know, both only, both desperate for human contact and really only having the option of each other and uh, embracing that option wholeheartedly. Yes, I loved <laughs> um, that one. Yeah, it was a great story. I really enjoyed it. Um, it, it is explicit, uh, 12,500 words, uh, but also just, just very lovely. It was a very kind of heartwarming fic to read. Yeah. Because everybody needs a cuddle sometimes. Yes. Uh, one more I wanted to mention, um, which the folks in the PB um, chat, you know, said we had to mention, was is um, <laughs> "Put Up Your Jukes" by Salty Feathers, which I feel like we've mentioned before in another episode for a different trope. But um, yeah, I feel like we have. It, this is a also, case, which was yeah. one of the reasons so I didn't want to go into it in more detail, but. Um, yeah, I, I love, this is like one of my favourite fics ever <laughs> because it's just so, the tension is just so good. But um, yeah, it's basically a case fic in the end where they they do end up, um, they start off by sparring in the, um, in the bunker and, um, you know, get too close. But then they go on this case and end up having to share a bed and, um, you know, things escalate. But there is this scene where Dean is like, the, the bed is against the wall and he's on like the wall side of the bed and he's got to try and get out from 
under Cass's body or something like he's you know they, they wake up in the middle of the night and they're cuddling basically and he's got to try and get out of it without waking Cass up and it's just really great um Salty Feathers is great at writing like that kind of Dean freak out you know like that um how he just goes a bit crazy when he tries to work out how to get out of stuff but yeah yep. <laughs> that that um that fic is worth a read like I just reread it actually just earlier today as well just to remind myself because <laughs> I was sort of thinking about it going I don't remember bed sharing in this one but no it's really good I remember how good it is now <laughs> <laughs> definitely one that should be a regular reread I think uh-huh. <sighs> huh, okay so we've we've seen we managed to mention quite a few fics this time we have Okay, well, links to all of the fix um, that we've talked about today um, can be found on the blog post for this episode on mixtapebookclub.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us to tell us about your favourite bed sharing fix or one of the fix that we've talked about, you can send us a message on any of our social media accounts. They're all at mixtapebookclub, um, or you can email us contact at mixtapebookclub.com. Or if you'd like to chat with us in Discord, you can do that on the Profound Bond um, server, and I'll put a link to that in the, in the notes as well. And we have our own channel there, and you can come and chat with us and uh, answer our questions when we ask lots of questions in there. <laughs> All right, next episode, we're going to be discussing one of my personal top-tier, absolute favourite tropes, um, two-person love triangles, with um, our guest, Ben, known on A3 as Bending Signpost. Yes, I'm so excited. Yes. It's not only my one of my favourite tropes as well, but it's also one of my favourite authors, so it's all just fangirling from here on in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you everyone for listening today, and we'll talk to you again soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. Thank you.